Blog Talk Radio. Block Talk Radio Nation. It is Friday, and once again, you are tuned into the cutting room floor. I am Lovar, and as always, I am joined by my wonderful and lovely co-host, Mary. What's going on? Not a whole heck of a lot. How are you? Doing okay. Doing okay. It seems that I am having a tough time here trying to, I guess, finally come to grips with the fact that summer is ending. And, and here, did. yes, and, and, and did. here, yeah, and, and here in Chicago, uh, it is now a wee bit on the chilly side. Um, temperatures about the mid sixties, uh, trying to scratch its way to get to seventy. But um, you know, when it's about that during the day, and when it's about forty fifty at night, we're headed towards fall. So. Not that the difference is out there on the West Coast where you're probably still like 80s, 90s. but uh, Oh, yeah, I mean, it's frigid. <laughs> We're below triple digits. Yeah, yeah, frigid to them People is like People are in parkas. Yeah. <laughs> in, your, in your Ugg boots, yes. <laughs> I had a conversation with somebody about Ugg boots, and they said that uh, they are from California, and... They said for some odd reason, when they came to the Midwest, people tended to have hated on Ugg boots. I'm not sure why, but I think it's because here in the Midwest, we don't wear anything fancy like that in regards to a boot, you know? Well, no, I think it's because in the Midwest, a boot is supposed to be something that you can wear during the snow. Pretty much. If I have to be careful where I'm walking with boots on, then forget it. I ain't wearing it. <laughs> it rains, it snows, it's crappy. Your footwear will be part of that. So if you can't get your shoes wet, then you're SOL. Yeah, I know. It, it's all about the high fashion. But um, Oh, yeah. But speaking of high fashion, mm-hmm. someone's fashion got them in trouble this week. Uh, and kind of, you know, we don't talk about celeb news here too much. Uh, but this one I thought was pretty interesting to talk about because Jessica Simpson's been in news a lot this week whether it was uh, her uh, appearance on Katie Couric's brand new show this week um, and of course you know the unfair criticism about her weight Mm -hmm. but she is now facing criticism for sharing a picture of her four month old daughter Maxwell wearing a bikini now during the interview, Simpson shared a photo of her baby girl in a mustard yellow crochet bikini. And um, she said, end quote, during the show, she's posing. It's her very first time she put on a bikini. And the crowd awed. But the picture of the kid in the bikini was criticized by Internet users as well as a British child welfare charity. They said, unquote, and this is from Claude Knights, the director of the child welfare charity Kidscape. 
He says, it is very disturbing to see a young baby presented to the world wearing a bikini. Uh, celebrity choices carry great influence, as can be seen by the manner in which their associates and manners are copied widely. And he says, it is hoped that parents will understand that baby bikinis are totally inappropriate and they contribute to the sexualization and commercialization of childhood. We shall not be compromising the sanctity of our children's early years. Now, there have been a lot of people back and forth, and I actually did see yesterday on the talk that Dr. Phil himself said that we're way too PC about some things, and this is one of them. You are a mother. I think I, I know what your response is going <laughs> I think, I, you know, if I heard that, then I would uh, be offended. But I know what your response is going to be. When you saw this picture and when you heard this story, your first words were... Oh, my God, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Although I don't think it was God. (laughs) I think it was something more colorful. Uh, No, shut up. Seriously. You know what? It's a baby in a crocheted bikini. It's It's a freaking baby, okay? I've seen babies with those stupid headbands that, like, look like they're squeezing a, a pimple. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like they're rubber banding their heads so that they have something. Come on. You pierce children's ears before they have a chance to even say yes or no. Before you, they can you, even speak a word. So you're going to get mad about a stinking bikini? You put I'm, the weirdest-ass clothes on, children. I'm, I'm with That's you. That's the point. They're like dress-up dolls. I'm with you, and I'm going to ask this question only because I'm trying to see where they're coming from. Do you think it is because in recent years, and I'm not just talking like the last five years, I know it has been something that's gone on for centuries and so on and so forth, but do you think that people are uptight about this photo or other babies in photos because of pedophiles out there and how it has now become more sporadic that you hear about these pedophiles that, you know, uh, I guess prey on these young victims and that they're trying to, quote, protect these young victims while at the same time forgetting about what used to be cute. I mean, when we were kids, you know, there'd be pictures of us, you know, our parents would prop us up and not even have a shirt on us or, you know, they had that picture in the bathtub and nowadays stuff like that. You know, people gasp over it, and things that were, quote, you know, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It was things that were, I guess, innocent to us then. Now, because of the rash of people out here who have these sick minds, do you think that people are way too uptight about, you know, like I said, it's a baby. It's a I was like, it's a very cute picture. And I was like, you know, that wasn't the first thing about my mom. It was a ooh-ah moment. Okay, two things. One, I don't care about the stupid picture. I really don't. It's a cute picture. It's a cute baby picture. And you know what? It's going to be a great embarrassing picture when the kid gets older. (laughs) If you don't have those embarrassing pictures, you need to take them now. Okay? You have to have them. I have some where Morgan's asleep on the arm of a chair. Just because I know someday when her new boyfriend comes over, I can pull him out and be like, look at this! You have to have the... the, I'm sorry. There are naked baby pictures out there 
of me, I'm sure, with the butt showing and me looking over and everybody's like, oh, they're so cute. And you're like, oh, my God, don't show that. Uh, you have to have those. That are is any, a rite of passage. Are there any current? Number one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, to answer your question, to be more on point. Um, I don't think it's a, a bigger, I don't think it's more rash of people going, oh, my God, the pedophiles, or oh, my God, this. I think it's because of social media. I think because everybody's so, it's so instantaneous. You can upload a picture to Twitter and 9 million people see it. You know, it's, you can upload a picture to Facebook and your 10,000 friends can see it. It's so quick now. It's not in a photo album that you have to come over to my house and I can pull it out and embarrass you. It is out there for the world to see. So I think that because it's so much more open, and this is why I, sometimes I'm a, like social media freak about this stuff, because it's so much more open, there are more people that have access, which also means that instead of being in the closet more, they're more out there. So then you see them. I don't think it's that they're more of them. I think it's just that we can catch them now because it's so easy to just put a picture up of anything. I also think the whole toddlers and tiaras thing is another, like, oh, my God, if you put her in a bikini at two, you're, you're four months, you're going to put her in a in a ball gown at, you know, one and a half, you're going to have her standing in heels at two, and, oh, my God, you're going to turn her into whatever her name is. I don't know what her name is, the one that's pole dancing now. That's six. Um, but it's it's one of those things where everybody's like, oh, you're making kids grow up too fast. I don't think it's that kids are growing up too fast. It's that kids are growing up with the technology that they have instantaneous access to people's lives. And I'm not just saying a phone call or a tweet or a posting on Facebook. I'm talking about instantaneous visual confirmation of, hey, I was at fill in the blank, and you could go, bloop, here's a picture. See, I can prove it. It sucks both ways. The, the the sword cuts both ways, unfortunately, on this one. It, it, it's bad that it is that way, but I still think it's it's just a cute baby picture, people. Get your thumbs out of your butts. Stop preaching to everybody because you're so much better. And look at the photo albums that they have of you where you were laying on a bearskin rug with your bare butt in the air. I bet you everybody's got one. And it might not be bearskin. It might be raccoon. I don't know. Everybody's got one of those pictures that they, like, hide because they don't want to be embarrassed. Get over yourselves. You okay now? <laughs> yes. I will get down off my soapbox. I'm sorry. <laughs> the child has no idea that her innocence has been stolen. I think it'll be fine. I have nothing else to add to that. <laughs> sure. Okay. I am in agreement. Um, yeah, it's it, it's just one of those things where, as like, kids are not even four weeks and already. You don't even know. Yeah. yeah. I showed Morgan one of her most favorite outfits. She did not want to take it off ever. <laughs> I showed her a picture of him. Like you wouldn't take that off for weeks. Weeks. She said, "I don't remember that." Of course, you don't remember that. You were two. <laughs> Uh, get, you get over it. Get over, she, She's four weeks old, four months old, whatever she is. She's not going to remember, and she'll be fine. Her innocence will be stolen in other ways. Yeah, so. Deal yep. about it then. Go back to talking about Jessica Simpson and the unheard of, like, losing weight actually like a normal person instead of losing baby weight like Hollywood does and be anorexic in two weeks. 
go back to that. It's way more fun. I think she looks great, but the full judge, which is sad. <laughs> I think she looks great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I really am off my soapbox, so we can move. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I, I, I've i never heard you so incensed about a topic here before, but yeah, I I just I just laid back and I let you explain it. I, I agree with you. Uh, everything that you say, I agree 100%. I, I think that, you know, we take some things way out of proportion. And I would say that if you were doing this with, say, uh, a teenager or something, I'd, I'd be highly concerned. But just a baby. Right. Still <laughs> anyway, uh, switching up, it was something that I ran across in an article, which it was very interesting to me, and it brought up a couple of questions. Uh, we all have gone through the thing where we've gone through first dates with someone, and it can pretty much be an awkward event. And you're either texting your friends commentary throughout or regretting that you spent that Friday evening with uh, someone instead of your, with your friends. Well, now there is a way to get around all of that. Grouper, an online social club launched more than a year ago in New York City, has the answer. You can bring your friends with you. Uh, so, Grouper, which has been connecting folks in San Francisco and Washington, D.C. for a few months, expanded this month to include ten more cities, among them Atlanta, uh, Austin, Boston, Brooklyn, Chicago, Dallas, Los Angeles, Miami, Philadelphia, Seattle, and it's currently accepting applications for potential members in those cities. According to Michael Waxman, who is the founder of the site, he told the Huffington Post, quote, we're trying to recreate the way that people meet uh, organically in casual social settings or through friends. If a romance match happens, it happens, and your chances are higher the more people you meet. If it doesn't happen, maybe friendship sparks will still fly, because it's also hard to make friends, especially in a new city. How does it work? Uh, signing up it takes about a minute, because the site creates a profile for you by pulling information from your Facebook page. Uh, don't worry, it doesn't post back to Facebook. Then you send an email inviting two friends to be your wingman or wingwomen. Lastly, you answer five questions on a sliding scale. So, for example, would you rather go to a dive bar or a fancy club or someplace between those two? Would you rather talk about Jersey Shore or philosophy or something more middlebrow? And then you wait two to three weeks for an email, and there's a waiting list because, of course, matches are determined by staff members in addition to the computer algorithm, according to the company. But anyway, it sets you up. Each of the six people must pay 20 bucks, which goes to pay for the first round of drinks and the site's fees. And I kind of thought about that, and I was like, well, what's the worst that can happen, or what's the best that can happen? And by having wingman or wingman, I will ask you, uh, you read the article about how all of this works. Would it be something that you think could be successful? But then I thought about a negative to that. Say that you are out and you have your wingman or wingwomen along with you. And that wingman, if I'm a guy and I bring a buddy with me just to see, you know, uh, how this girl and her friend might do, what if he falls in love with the girl I'm trying to talk to? <laughs> that kind of creates an ugly situation. But are you buying or um, selling the whole thing of group dating? <laughs> well, the way that I read the article, it wasn't supposed to be group dating. It was supposed to be just group outings with the opposite sex. We all know um, at the end of the day it's turning into a date. We, we yeah, I, yeah, I've heard that a lot. 
throughout the article. But, you know, that's the, that's the way they're trying to market it. It's a group outing that it's easy, that it's, yeah, you're try, they're trying to set you up with, you know, bachelor number one, but he's you've also got bachelor number two and bachelor number three to look at, you know. Um, same with your friends. Um, is it a good thing? I don't know why I would need to join a club to do that because, I mean, that sounds like just going out with friends. Um, <laughs> that's just me, you know. Um, but then, okay, I can see where there's some benefit to it, and I can see where there's some, it seems to put people at ease because it's not, I don't have to impress you. I can I could just end up talking to my friends all night, and we just end up you know we're one we're one round deep. We're good to go. So I can see where there's the benefit. I, I can see the negative too. I can see where you know I might be interested in bachelor number two, and bachelor number one's all getting hot and bothered because he's really interested in me, and it's not working. But that's dating in itself, you know. Is it kind of like the middleman? I, I know this company is more like the middleman, and I think it's a genius idea. But it, it, oh yeah. It, it, it's more like than a middleman for something that you could pretty much do for free if you just went to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And actually decided to open up a little bit instead of sitting there like the Botox faces that I see all the time <laughs> and acting all snobby and like I'm too good for you or unless you're exactly what I'm looking for, which is surprising because you never know exactly what you're looking for until it hits you right in the face. <clears throat> but, yeah. If you stop being a Botox face, then maybe you could actually have a good time and end up meeting people. You'd be surprised with who you can meet at bars. I'm not saying that every bar is going to spark a romance, and I'm not going to say every time you go you're going to end up going, ooh, he's cute. But I'm sorry. If you're having a good time, sooner or later, there are going to be people that are going to be like, hey, you can look like you're having a good time. Yeah, I think that's that how you meet people. Open your that- mouth. That brings up another question, and it's something totally outside of uh, what this whole topic is. But, you know, we talk about places to meet people. Some people look online because it's easy for them. Some people go to bars. Some people go to churches, which I think is good. But is there, and I'm I'm going outside the box here because I'm not going off that question anymore, is there a perfect place to meet someone? Yes. You hear so much about well, you know, if you want to meet someone nice or you want to meet somebody good, you go here. Where have you heard about the perfect place to meet somebody? Oh, I've heard every place. The perfect place is whatever place makes you the happiest. I know that's a cop-out. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a complete cop-out. But no, it is, But that's the truth. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go to church to meet somebody because as much as I like going to church and I think those are really great guys and they have their heads on their shoulders and, you know, some of them are, you know, a little dirty on the backside, and they don't let you see it while you're at church. I, no. No. Well, I know too many people in this church. And if this goes south, bad news. I'm not going to go to the library and look over the stack of books in the romance section and be like, ooh, hey, how's it going? That's not my place. <laughs> I'm loud, obnoxious, and like to make a fool of myself. So bars, clubs, those are my places. <laughs> but then in the same on the flip side of it, I know people that are not loud, obnoxious, and, like, are very self-conscious about making fools of themselves. Churches, libraries, coffee shops are much safer places for them to meet people. Doesn't work for me, works for him. Works for her. 
So pretty okay. much you took the fence on that question. You didn't Absolutely. <laughs> I talked out completely. <laughs> but in the same token, said exactly what everybody was thinking. It's whatever makes you happy. You know, it's so, too many people are too hell-bent on trying to find that perfect somebody when all you got to look is in the mirror, and the perfect somebody will end up finding you. In the mirror? I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm not saying sit back and be like, I'm perfect, you should come find me. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that too many people are looking outside of themselves to find what makes them happy when really you have to start with what makes you happy right now. So if a strip club makes you happy and you like going there, you're telling me that I'm going to, you're going to find somebody in a strip club? You might. You might. <laughs> and on a Goldsmith. Yeah, but that was a 90-year-old guy that found his luck but on that But it made one. him happy. Mm-hmm. He's creepy. Just, just remember, gross. Just remember, fellas, there is no sex in the champagne room. But, um, yeah. So you have to take him out afterwards. Um, no, yeah, if that's what makes you happy, that makes, you're not going to meet me there. So if you're looking for somebody like me, you're not going to meet me there. But if that's what makes you happy, then go. I, I just, I don't, I, I'm on a really weird kick right now. So whatever makes you happy. Well, we'll continue that weird kick over to another topic <laughs> <laughs> that I found this week. And it was about something that was described as the ghosting method. Now, I didn't think much about it, but I actually kind of had a chuckle after I read it. And it was actually a video, and we'll try and post it to our webpage um, as well as over on uh, Twitter and on Facebook. But it was called the ghosting method. And before I get to the question of whether you have done it, pretty much it was dating someone and then just disappearing. Now, for the life of me, I know... Nowadays, people, you know, it used to be a time, I thought, where people grew a pair and pretty much told somebody if they didn't think things were working out, and they would just break it off from that. Things would be official. There were no loose ends to tie up. There was no, uh, you know, people left on the other end wondering what happened. It just it either was or it wasn't. And nowadays, it seems people are really rude, and they just kind of, just don't call anymore, and I guess they're hoping that people get the message, but we all know nowadays people don't get the message like that unless you say something. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you on this ghosting method business, is technology to blame for the reason that a lot more people do this, and why can't people just grow a pair and break it off? And Is it okay, and when is it okay? And have you ever done it, young lady? I hope to God I haven't. I'm not sure if I have. (laughs) Um, You can call us here. I'm going to be completely. I don't know if I have. Um, No. I am. Well, there are ways of telling somebody that you don't think it's going to work out without actually having to say the words. It's not going to work out. But just say it. AKA the flapper around the world. Don't you think that when you don't say that? that it's just going to leave the other person confused and still thinking that they have a shot. I mean, if there is not a shot, I'd much rather come out and tell you that it's not going to work. Because if I don't say that, then they're going to continue to call and text you, and they're going to try and get in touch with you, or they're going to think that there is still an opening there for something to happen. True. You're absolutely correct. Unfortunately, too many people are passive-aggressive. 
Um, but no, there's ways of doing it without having to say the words. I mean, if I, you know, if you went in for the kiss and I did the whole, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think not necessarily. You point. might just not want to kiss at that point. You might no, feel left. No, I mean, look, come on, you know me. If I was like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> that's that's you. The manual to you, yes, I know that. But there, but there are some. So there are ways of doing it. It's just the fact that no, not everybody is going to be as. What's a good word? Forward, as I am. You know, I don't necessarily have to tell you. I don't think it's going to work out. But if you go to kiss me and I like slap your back and be like, snap and point and be like, yeah, okay, I'll call you. <laughs> The look on my face pretty much tells you it's not happening. <clears throat> and that I don't have to, I don't, that's why I said I hope to God I didn't, because I don't call. <laughs> don't call me, I'll call you. Um, I hope to God I haven't. But you know what, it's, yeah, I think that people are too passive-aggressive about a lot of things, mm-hmm. which sucks, because there are people like me, and I, not just myself, I mean, I know, like, my entire family, is just, we don't play games. It's this is what you get. You know, you see what you get is what you get. I'm sorry. You know, if I don't like you, I'm not going to pretend to be into you. I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, I'm not into you. But for that majority out there that, you know, they aren't like you, and I guess I want to get to it. They need to grow a pair. Yeah. (laughs) It's not hard to not be a game player. It's not hard. Just, you just... Connect to what you feel and you say it. And if you don't feel it, say, I don't feel it. It's not going to hurt. Okay, it is going to hurt. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not going to be embarrassing, It's that it's not going to hurt, it's not going to suck. I'm not going to say those things because that's a lie. It will hurt. It will suck. And it will be embarrassing. However, that embarrassment, that hurt, and that suckage will go away lots faster than if you just disappear. And I'm sitting here going, what happened? <laughs> I would rather know up front. Um, <clears throat> and I think most people would, as much as people say, I don't want to play games. But then you do. You play the damn game instead of sitting there and being honest. Yeah. I think everybody's to blame on that one. I think we'll post that to our Twitter page, at NewsCommentBTR. Are you people out there, have you ever been <laughs> ghosted? Have you been ghosted or are you ghosting currently? Ghosting. Yes. Cause I, and all I you have to do is put a star if you are ghosting currently, so that way we can't find you. Yeah. Well, I think if they retreat, if they retreat we know who they are. But, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, we'll put you on full black. But no, no, we won't do that. But, uh just yeah, and I, I do want to remind people um, if for anything that we talk about here, you can always catch us at News Comment BTR. And um, since we've got a couple of minutes left, I wanted to make sure to let everybody know about some things that are upcoming. Of course, Fridays we are always here. We won't be here next Friday. I don't know what we're going to fill that spot with yet. Um, but we won't be here technically. Yeah, we won't be here next Friday. We're ghosting next Friday. Yeah, we're ghosting all of you next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> And we will be here Sunday night at our new time of 10.30 p.m. Central with uh, Upon Further Review. And then Monday, the big show, Monday on the 17th, 5.30 p.m. Central, 6.30 Eastern, I will be here with Lacey Wild um, on the 411 Lounge. And uh, she just had her uh, interview on Inside Edition the other day, and it will be repeating this weekend, so you can watch that. And we'll talk about that with her and some more things on Monday. Next Thursday, uh, Spontaneous returns to the 401 Lounge with a few of her artists from her Pleasure Life music label. And then on October 5th, the one and the only, the love lawyer, 
Corey Fetman will be here uh, in the time slot that is normally this show uh, to still be announced as what happens to us during that week, but we will, of course, let you know. And with that, uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. I was going to do a final story, but not enough time, so I will ask you if you have any shout-outs for this week. I don't have any shout-outs this week. I wonder if you say you're going to go somebody, does that count? Uh, good question. I don't know. That just occurred to me while we're like, we're telling you we're ghosting you. Does that count as ghosting? No, 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 because we're actually, actually we grew a pair and we actually told them what we were going to do. Wow. We are a pair, though, so we grew a pair between the pair of us. You can have them. I'll let you have them. Thank you. And, uh, yes. <laughs> and, um, but no, I I don't know if you tell. But see, if you told somebody, that defeats the purpose of the whole ghosting thing. If you don't tell somebody, <laughs> then that's actually ghosting somebody. So I, I think at that point we actually did the correct thing by telling them that we weren't going to be here next week. But uh, <laughs> even if we are, I will tell you if we are, and even if we are, that means then you should have paid attention to our Twitter page. Uh huh. Uh-huh. We'll check this out on the Wix page. Uh huh. Yep. I love or how at, you tie all that in. Yes, that news. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's a skill. <laughs> but uh, we do appreciate all of you for listening. And uh, with that, if Mary has nothing else to add, then I guess I will wrap this show up. Anything? Okay. Anything? Going once, going twice? Sold. <laughs> Sold it is. So thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We'll see you in a couple of weeks here on the cutting room floor. Peace.